Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Written and directed by Janae Lamarck. The Pretty One is a coming-of-age story about identity and a wallflower who l- finally learns how to break out of her shell. In a balancing act of a performance, Zoe Kazan twi- portrays twins Laurel and Audrey, most poignantly as a relationship blooms with her new neighbor, Jake Johnson, as Laurel begins to slip into life as she's always wanted it but never thought possible she must decide between continuing her life as Audrey or revealing herself as the perfect fraud. We're joined today by the director of The Pretty One, Janae Lamarck. Uh, she is, uh, this is her first feature film, first uh, debut feature, and it comes out today. This is uh, uh, February 21st in uh, theaters throughout Southern California and beyond. Um, Janae, welcome to film school. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you uh, for being here. Um, and, um, you know, this was a tricky um operation here you uh the the script uh the performances getting the tone right congratulations thank you thank you so much yeah well, it, it, I, I bit off a a, a lot <laughs> on my first my first film your first film well you know it just gets easier now right i mean so well tell us a little bit about the story now you um were you wrote this as well right yeah, I, I wrote the I wrote the film um, when I was in film school at um, at AFI, and um, uh, and from there, um, it, you know, it, it got quite a lot of recognition and and was on something called the blacklist, yes. which is a, a yearly um, list of people's most liked screenplays in Hollywood. So I, I that was really exciting for the film and. Um, um, yeah, I'm just really excited that people have responded to it and connected with it. That's sort of like your intention as an artist, you know, is hoping that people will, will respond to your material. So it's been really a wonderful journey with this film. Right, and the, and let's not, um, you know, blow by the blacklist. That's a pretty big deal. Um, it is something that comes out every, well, every year, and uh, with with people who who know this uh, kind of thing, and and they'll say, "Hey, this is this is a great script." Tell we, I, I think I may have sort of blown through a lot of the uh, uh, the, the nuances of the story, but I mean, the mm-hmm. heart of it is identical twins. Go ahead, run us through this, so because sure. I, I want to make yeah, sure people absolutely. understand it. Well, you know, it's it's um it's about um a, a young woman named Laurel, and she's an identical twin. Mm-hmm. Um, her her sister, um, uh, her name is Audrey, and she is sort of the one who's more outgoing, who's regarded as the pretty one, and and um, Laurel is is sort of you know um, hung back uh, in their hometown, and you know to take care of their father, and and doesn't you know has never had a boyfriend, has sort of never had a life of her own, and um, through a, cor- <laughs> a course of of pretty um a pretty sad course of events um laurel ends up um audrey ends up dying and laurel ends up taking her um being mistaken for her on the other side Mm -hmm. and so um laurel decides to um continue her life as her sister instead of revealing her true identity and so what the story is sort of about is is about her sort of learning 
who she is through the vehicle of pretending to be her sister. So it's, it's a coming-of-age story, um, a, a dealing with identity and loss, and there's also, like, a very strong romantic um, love. There's a love story with Jake Johnson um, from The New Girl. And, um, you know, I think uh, Jake and Zoe have a really strong chemistry, and um, I think it is a, a sort of... Um, a, a unique take on on the on a romantic comedy through this sort of darkly comedic uh, um, story. Yeah. Now uh, people will will know um, Zoe Kazan from her uh, the last uh, well Ruby Sparks I think would be mm-hmm. would that be considered her highest film project highest profile film project I th- think so. But yeah, I mean as a leading role, yeah, absolutely. Um, she's gonna she's starring opposite um, Daniel Radford in a, in a film that's coming out later this year called The F Word. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it's a lot of stage and, work. Yeah. A lot of stage work in her background. I was surprised how much. Yeah, she started off. You know, she she, she started off on in the theater world in New York, yeah. in Broadway, mm-hmm. and. Um, she she definitely has a strong background in, in theater and and she lives in New York. Mm-hmm. So she did the Prime of Miss Jean Brody, uh, Things We Want, Angels in America, We Live Here. I mean, she's written as well, so she's a she's a yeah. talented artist and certainly someone who who appears to be on the ascendancy uh, for um, for the work um, that she's been involved with. Um, and yeah, it, um, she just actually had a, a play that she wrote that, that was at South Coast Rep um, that had a had a run. It was really wonderful. So. Well, wonderful. Well, that, then let's. I mean, that obviously in a film like this where it you you are finding that that sweet spot between tragedy and mm-hmm. comedy, and it's 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 not a slapstick kind of comedy. It's a very subtle, sort of relationship driven sort of the interaction between people. Fun, uh, funny. Uh, and mm-hmm. the relationship she has with her father and the relationship she has with her, herself or, or with Audrey and the, the relationship between the two of them. So finding that, that sort of the right way to strike that balance, um, obviously casting had to be critical for, uh, for a film like The Pretty One. Um, tell me a little bit about that process. Uh, did, when you Tell me about the, pro- the process of casting. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, the whole movie hangs on um, the lead role, which is, you know, uh, you know, Laurel and Audrey. It's, it's one actress playing both roles. And so it was sort of a tall order in terms of um, being able to find an actress that could, you know, hand, you know was a very strong, um, classically trained dramatic actress, but also um, could carry um, the more comedic aspects of the script and, and make it feel, um, you know, make it feel real and true to life and, you know, not forced. And, and so it took us a really long time to, <laughs> to accomplish that. Um, we were casting that role for about six months, just like doing a lot of um, auditions, casting sessions, um, meetings with some wonderful actresses. And um, we had a lot of interest in it because there aren't a lot of... Um, there aren't. There's not a lot of material this juicy out there for um, for actresses. Yeah. Uh, so unfortunately, so um, uh, you know, it was a, it was a really fun process, but it was sort of you know we were like, are we ever going to find the right person? And and then when Zoe came in the room, and she read, I mean, she immediately ha- I was just immediately laughing so hard. <laughs> okay. her, her physical comedy was just so um, perfect, and and she just really got the tone. And she was so she was so exact.
exactly right for the role. So when I when she came in, my producer Steven Berger and I, you know, locked eyes and we were like, "There she is! Yeah. Yeah. There's our girl that we've been waiting for." So well, it's pretty exciting. Well, and it is because again, going from tragedy to comedy to you know to romance. I mean, and romance is a, you know obviously an important element. You know, mm-hmm. sorry. Yes. No problem. Um, so that, uh, you know, so, so finding that, finding that, that sort of that balance there and she does. And let's in the, while we're talking about the romance part of this, um, uh, mm-hmm. Jake Johnson and, uh, he, you cast him as, uh, Basil, Basil, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Did I say mm-hmm. that wrong? Yeah. Um, Basil? Uh-huh. and I, uh, at the risk of sounding like a budding bromance here between, uh, Jake and myself, it, it, it's, <laughs> I just thought he was. He was just terrific. He, I was not familiar. I, I haven't seen him on the new girl. I'm that's not familiar mm-hmm. with that. But boy, is he good uh, in this film. And uh, just really struck by his sort of presence. The camera loves him. I mean, he, you you found a way to to to, uh, to showcase him in such a, a a wonderful way. He really is great in this film. Well, I thank you so much. I, I think you know he has a very. Um, he has a really wonderful quality to him. He's really funny, yeah. and he's just very easy. He's yeah. just very easy going, easy to be around, and very um, quick witted. So he's just a really charming guy, and um, I think that's really captured in, on film and, and in their relationship. They had they had some they had great chemistry, and they really became fast friends. Um, you know, he was a person that we made an offer to. He didn't come in an audition. We made a, an offer to him. I was a big fan of his work, and. Um, you know, you sort of cross your fingers and hope the romantic leads have chemistry, and so uh, that's what we had to do here, and just trust that it was going to work out. And it, and and I think you know, luckily, it, luckily they did have chemistry, and it did work out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just I guess what I was struck by uh, the, his performance was it, it seemed he seems very unforced as an actor. It, I've, I, yeah. He they didn't have any sense of him reading lines. He he he, yeah. he, he gives enough. Uh, there's enough of uh, of, uh, of his own uh, mannerisms that that just sort of mask any sort of uh, sense that he's reading or reciting something. Uh, mm-hmm. Really, as a very natural, he seems to be a very natural performer. That's, I don't, that's how it came across to me. But oh, totally, I agree. He he is very natural. So I mean, it's really seamless. Like when there there are moments when he's improvising, but it's mostly scripted. So it's amazing how they, they you can't tell the difference between the ones that are unscripted and the ones that are. So he, that's a testament to his skill. Well, <laughs> look, well, you bring up an interesting uh, aspect of this. By the way, uh, Jenny Lamarck, uh, the uh, the film is she's the director, producer, writer of the the film, The Pretty One, comes out today in, in Los Angeles. Um, and and where else? We're we're rolling out around the. Uh, the uh- yeah, also playing in Irvine at the at the University Theaters. Right, right. Um, and we're playing at the Sundance Sunset in Los Angeles, and I will be there tonight um, after the 7.30 screening um, for Q&A, and I'll also be there tomorrow night after the 7.30 screening at the Q&A. Well, fantastic. So. Great. I'll, and that will be posted to the filmschoolradio.com website um, once oh, we're great. done here. And, and uh, yeah, well, and that's a great theater, by the way. I mean, I've, I'm sure you've been there, but... Uh, it's a terrific theater oh, yeah. complex, yeah. I've and seen many, many films there, so it's it's really exciting for my first movie to be playing there. Absolutely. And at the university theaters, actually. I, I, my parents live in Orange County. I've, I saw many 
movies there growing up. So it's I'm a excited gr- to be playing at both. Well, th- yeah. Well, thank you for saying that because it is. It's it's really. Uh, uh, there's some other really very good. The Village over at South Coast is an excellent theater, but but the, mm-hmm, but the yeah. University Town Center gets really the the some of the best of films out there, and it's been doing that consistently for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, you mentioned improv, improv improvisation, and uh, how much uh, if how much latitude did did you give your actors in in this? Well, it depended on the scene. Um, for example, there's a scene where they are they're sort of playing and improvising with one another in, in the pool. It's a, like sort of a romantic scene there in a pool. Um, and and um, in that scene, I you know, there's a lot of improvisation because I really wanted it to feel like they were getting to know each other and that they were creating this game with one another and it was off the cuff, you know. And so in that scene, there's a lot of improvisation. And, and in other scenes, I think, you know, it's more ju- just like loosening up the scene and, and adding little things here and there as as they felt as it came to them um but mostly i'd say 80 percent scripted so um okay Okay. well well and then um um well and this is your first feature film i mean uh, this what was the most sort of most difficult what was the thing that you didn't anticipate being as difficult as it was and on the flip side what was the what was a lot easier than you expected it to be in making your first film? Well, I mean, in terms of like the difficulty, it's just everything sort of takes way longer than you think it's going to take. <laughs> okay. So, it, I guess the difficulty is in the patience and in in like in waiting for the right timing to put things together, and you know, and when you're on set and you're shooting, it's very long days and very you know very long hours, and just keeping up your energy and bringing as much as you can to the table from the beginning of the day to the end of the day. I mean, that that's very difficult, you know, and I've been working on this film for about seven years now. So it's, 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 it's a long process um, to bring it from the very beginning to the very end. And so that's sort of, you know, some of the hard parts, but in terms of the easy parts, um, you know, I guess you, you could have, anybody could probably imagine this, but, just the joy of collaborating with other artists that yeah. you really uh, respect is just so wonderful. Um, seeing, you know, trusting your actors and seeing them come up with things on the fly and seeing what they come up with and, and, and building on ideas together. I mean, that is so, that's the most fun part about creating and collaborating with, with other filmmakers. Yeah, and, I, and I'm just, just going to um, speculate here. I've not ever yeah. directed a film, but I imagine yeah. that the first time you, you and your cinematographer are setting up, getting ready, shooting a scene, and you seeing the rushes of it, seeing the, those first, and then beginning to see this story form, that, that process it's as well got to feel pretty darn good. Yeah, I mean, it feels very surreal because all of the sort of moments that you've imagined in your mind and written on the page are sort of coming to life and and right before your eyes, and it doesn't feel real. You're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's it's you're right. I mean, it's it, and all the sort of planning you go, you know, that goes into everything, like with the cinematographer, production designer. Um, costume designer, everybody, it, it sort of is, is everyone's sort of making it a reality, and it's, it's very thrilling, it's incredibly thrilling. Now, did you, did you feel, um, oftentimes, uh, directors that have been on uh, film school, it's, it's just sort of a, a theme, 
that when they find these people that they're comfortable working with and then they move on to another project, oftentimes those people come will follow them, you know, schedule yeah. permitting. They, tr- they, they, they tend to form kind of a, a small theater group, in a sense, of people mm-hmm. that they like to surround themselves with and they work with again. Is that something that you feel like you're, this is a part of uh, your future as well? Yeah, absolutely. And like the cool thing about that is that you end up developing a shorthand yes. with your collaborators and, you know, they know what you like, you know what they how to communicate with them and, you know, when you've had a successful collaboration before, um it just makes it that much easier when you step back into those roles in another project. So, um yeah, I totally I I I absolutely plan on working with my collaborators my you know department heads again um you know we i feel like we all had a great working relationship well well good well again let's let's remind our listeners that we're speaking with janae lamarck and the film is the pretty one and you will be tonight that's friday night uh february 21st at the uh, sundance theaters and that's right off of uh is it hollywood or sunset it's off sunset it's not yeah, it's on Sunset, like at the corner of Laurel Canyon right. and Sunset. Right. Um, and a great <laughs> the-, the Lemley Sunset. Right, right. And, and a great theater complex, really cool area, and you know, you're know you not far from Amoeba. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not that that yeah, it's around the corner. <laughs> It's right there, so it's a great place to go and watch a watch a film uh, anyway. But to to have the, the director there and to be able to just kind of have a back and forth and uh, with with the with an artist is just a wonderful experience. Um, and so you're there at the seven thirty. Yes, you're at the seven thirty screening tonight and tomorrow. Did I get that right? Yeah, and I'm also going to be there with our our wonderful producers Robin Shore and Steven Berger. They're going to be there both nights as well. So. Um, there you yeah, go. We've all been working together for very long, so we, it's a culmination of sorts of all our hard work. Well, you said seven years. Uh, wow. That did did you? I mean, obviously, when you're writing it, you I imagine you thought, well, a year from now, I'll be accepting the golden statuette for the Academy Award. You know, it'll be great. You know, my next projects with Meryl. I mean, you know, I'm sure all those things are in your head when you're starting these things. But did you think seven years? I mean. Uh, is that something no. that? <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, you don't think that it's going to take that long. But you know, in in you know, there's been other things that have happened along the way. Like I've had two children, oh and, I've had, and I've had you know, and I went to film school, and lots of stuff has happened along the way. Well, that's. Funny. But um, you know, so there are other things that have been going on. But yeah, no, you don't anticipate it taking so long. But I, I it, from the very beginning, this was a project that was very personal to me and and very dear to my heart, and I just felt very resolved to follow it through to the end. So um, yeah. uh, even though I didn't anticipate it taking so long, it definitely um, was worth all of the work. Well, <laughs> well, it. well it's, it's, uh, it's up on the screen. Uh, terrific performances. Uh, uh, a very touching, in many ways, touching coming-of-age story, a romance, uh, a family story as well. It, it's a lot of things. And, um, mm-hmm. and, it, and so all the best. And um and all the best to all of you who uh, from uh, the film school audience go to uh, to Sunset uh, Theaters tonight to see uh, Janae and and enjoy the film and and congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank Th- you so much for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. Uh, I look forward to your future work. I hope you find some time uh, when the next one, uh, not seven years from now, but sometime between between <laughs> no, now and no, then. Not. <laughs> Thank you for being on film school. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. 
You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.